Hey fam, we are quickly approaching the arrival of the Showcase of the Immortals to MetLife Stadium. So that means the fourth wall WrestleCast is throwing a party. The fourth wall team will be hosting the first ever fourth wall WrestleMania tailgate event with proceeds benefiting the Ronald McDonald House Charities on Sunday, April 7th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For the cost of only $5, your entry fee will benefit the Ronald McDonald House Charities and includes all-you-can-eat food, sodas, beer, and other refreshments, as well as access to fun games like your favorite wrestler's entrance contest, WWF Old School Trivia, the Fourth Wall Cornhole Tournament Extravaganza. But that's not all. There's going to be raffles and prizes and music and special guests and so much more. The tailgate will be streaming live throughout the day on Facebook Live at facebook.com slash fourth wall. More information will be available on the fourth wall's Facebook page as well as on their Twitter page at fourth wall cast. You can also visit rantwithant.com or go to patreon.com slash fourth wall wrestlecast for more details, times, and location as we get closer to the event. Once again, come join the 4th Wall fam at the WrestleMania tailgate party on April 7th at MetLife Stadium from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. with proceeds benefiting the Ronald McDonald House Charities. So come be a part of the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Fourth Wall Mania. This is our bonus episode that we are bringing to you live from Fourth Wall Studios. I am the host of the Fourth Wall WrestleCast, J.C. Bones, and I am accompanied tonight by my lovely assistant, the tall, dark, and handsome, this glass of water right over here to my not-so-immediate right, introducing Mr. Doc Haas. What up, baby? How you doing? What up, Doc? Round two tonight. Round two, you ready? Round two. We've had a long night in the studio, but we are here to book the entire 14-match card for WrestleMania 35. But actually, I think think Doc has a little extra on there, so maybe a 14-plus match. I got to swerve. All right, well, we're all about swerves here in the wrestling community. So we're going to run down every individual match that each of us booked. We each have two separate cards. I'm going to be reading you Bones Mania. Doc is going to be reading you Doc Mania. And we're going to compare uh, what matches we chose, the booking choices going in and potentially out of the matches post-WrestleMania, why we chose the winners, uh, and also just the overall order of the match card itself so without further ado we're going to start with match number one uh with the kickoff show doc let's start with the kickoff show so the first match that i have on the kickoff show is the andre the giant memorial battle royal and i added a stipulation to this match the winner of this match 
gets a mid-card title opportunity of your choice. So either U.S. title or Intercontinental title. It uh, doesn't matter what brand. So uh, I made the Battle Royal a 20-person Battle Royal. I think anything over 20 uh, should be considered a Royal Rumble of some sorts. I think 20 is a good maximum number for Battle Royal contenders. That's just my opinion. A Battle Rumble would a, be more a, than 20. A Battle Rumble could be somewhere between 20 and 30, and then a Royal Rumble <laughs> is 30 or more. And then, and then they become great. Royal Rumbles when they're in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> so anyway, so the 20 participants that I have chosen to be in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, some of my booking here may be questionable, but this is where my head is at with some of these superstars. So the 20 participants in the Battle Royal are Elias, Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, the return of Bray Wyatt, EC3, Apollo Crews, Braun Strowman, Curtis Axel, Kurt Angle, Heath Slater, Jinder Mahal, former winner Mojo Raleigh, Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder, No Way Jose, Rhino, Shelton Benjamin, the main roster debut of Dominic Dijakovic. I did not say call-up, just a debut on the main roster. Uh, Trent Seven from NXT UK will make an appearance. In the Battle Royal. And then representing 205 Live. For the second year in a row. We will see Drew Gulak. The final four contenders. In this Battle Royal. I chose will be Dominic Dijakovic. Who will have a very strong showing in the Battle Royal. Really put him over as as a giant. As a force to reckon with. Uh, That's fair. Next little bit. You're going to bring him up. Yeah. Might as well. Might as well show him off. Show off his skills. You know. Um, next is Kurt Hawkins you know we want that feel good underdog story first match of the night let's have the crowd that is in the building which will be us because we'll be there have that feel good moment with Kurt Hawkins uh, in the final four dude I tell you what I remember last year at Wrestlemania the pre-show like the place was pretty packed for the pre-show yeah people want to get in there they want to see every match and and New Orleans isn't a big, like, it's a bar city. There's no place really to tell. I've been to New Orleans. I can't imagine there being many places to tailgate there. Mm-hmm. So I think people are going to be uh, inside this, you know, if it's anything like last year, people will be inside the stadium. And, yeah, Kurt Hawkins is a perfect way to get the crowd on your side having him in the Final Four. I can see that. Definitely. Well, he will be uh, joined by the last two participants, which will be EC3 and Baron Corbin, who is a former winner of the Battle Royal. Now, the winner that I chose was EC3. Because of the fact that I added a stipulation where the winner could have a mid-card title opportunity, I feel like this is a good platform for EC3 to shine, get into the mid-card scene, whether it be the U.S. or Intercontinental, uh, and really allow him to finally get a microphone and talk. Because now, hey, you won the Battle Royal. I'm going to have to go interview you now in the ring. Let EC3 use the mic, use his gift of gab, which is really what helped get him over, and get the EC3 character over when he first uh, when he first made an appearance on the scene. Oh, well, I should say when he first uh, was in TNA, and EC3 became a character that really made the character. So, I feel like this could be the opportunity for him if they went this route. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's a waste of EC3 if you're not going to let him talk. I mean, talking to one of his one of the things he does best. Yeah. Uh, it's a great platform to him to get his first win. He doesn't have to cash in on his title opportunity right away. It could be a couple months. He could just establish himself as someone to be reckoned with and hey i'm going to catch this title this 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 title chance at any time right so be ready for it you know um i'd like to see him have a strong showing he's 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 quirky man he's he's got his own little style i really like it and i think it's a it's a main roster ready gimmick but they, they haven't given him the chance to really showcase it yet you're right so doc so what do you have as your first card on the kickoff show of Doc Mania. Uh, I like you have the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, but unlike you, I am in a completely different ballpark of where we're booking it. <laughs> completely it. different ballpark. Um, but the ballpark I'm in is a ballpark that you bought me tickets for, for without a Perfect. doubt. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, for as long as I've known you, you have you've been a huge fan of factions. You always talk about Rusev and Nakamura in a faction. And sometimes I've heard you throw Cesaro and Sheamus in there. So I decided, let's make this a reality. I got nothing for the bar. I got nothing for Rusev and Nakamura. Both of them, well, obviously the bar are a tag team. Rusev and Nakamura are being pushed as a tag team, but Lana is their manager. Let's have them be the final four, okay? And have them be in the final four tie into the main event picture of SmackDown, thus giving the pre-show for the sold-out audience a main event feel right away. Um, or at least they'll turn off to a main event feel. So here's why I look at it. They're the final four. The four of them look at each other. They step over the top ropes, sit down, and eliminate themselves simultaneously to win the Battle Royal together. And then that becomes a faction. I don't have a name for this faction. I haven't thought that much. I'm not good at naming factions. That would not be my job. If I was ever like working for WWE, like I never would have been cool enough to think of the NWO. <laughs> um, this faction, somebody from this faction becomes Samoa Joe's first formidable challenge, not named John Cena for the U.S. Championship. Okay. Ooh, not named John Cena. I see what you yeah. said there. Okay. So there's a little as a tease, by the way. <laughs> Eventually, the faction. You know what? Let me hold off on the rest of this because the rest of this ties into a match I have later in the night. So let's. That's how it ends. It ends with those four eliminating themselves simultaneously together. They they co-win the battle royal. I don't have a title stipulation attached to mine, so that could that is not that's not that's a non-issue. I I like where you're going with that. I mean, you know me with factions. Factions get me excited. Now, who would the leader of the faction be? Yeah, I gotta get to that later. You know, I, I would see fifth. Andrade because Andrade there's, has experience leading a faction. There's a fifth. I, I, I'll I get to Andrade because eventually I, I see the faction align itself with Andrade on a storyline that Andrade starts later or uh, later on in WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Okay. And eventually I think this, era, this this faction does become strong enough and down the line undisputed era debuts and attempts to bring the faction down. I like that. It's I, the long-term 2020 end goal of this moment of the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Okay. Sometime in 2020, it could be late 2020, the undisputed era debuts. I can see that. I, I jumped the gun on, on the Andrade thing because I'm, I'm thinking of this faction. I'm like... 
Who who could? I was like Andrade. You and just like, read my notes earlier. I, I you knew what I was going notes. with it. <laughs> but, uh, but dude, but uh, I mean, yeah. So from reading your notes, either, either way though, just Andrade, I think would be like a great leader for that. But I, I love where right. you're going with that, and that would well, be a do them versus undisputed era. Yeah, um, and it's like, it awesome. and then they're they're all four of them are, are foreign. They're all they're all from not from America, mm-hmm. so you can make that a part of their gimmick a little bit, not overdo it, but you know, make sure that that helps with them. You know, and you can there's room for it to grow. You know, oh, yeah. Dijakovic could join that one day. You know, this could be a big thing, like an NWO size faction. That I, I see this is the planting of it. I like that. Like, what an obnoxious! Remember how the NWO started? It was Hall and Nash just walking in from the audience and just disrupting mm-hmm. the fucking. How much of a disruption is that? Like, no clean winner for a battle royal. Yeah. And then some. And it's, someone has to cut a promo right away. Um. Probably, um, it, it can't be probably Shinsuke. Cesaro. It's, I was gonna say, it's gotta yeah, it be, can't be probably, probably, <laughs> Ces- probably Cesaro. I th- okay. think until Andrade shows up, like Cesaro and Sheamus will kind of be the forebearer, the, the mouthpiece of the faction, and then eventually Zelina becomes Zelina the mouthpiece, be the mouthpiece, of, mouthpiece of, the of the faction. Yes, I love it. Then eventually Zelina becomes the mouthpiece of the faction. Love it. Awesome. Can you imagine? Right, if, can you imagine forward them in suits, man, standing behind Andrade as the champion, dude? Come on. That could be pretty badass, man. Anyways. All right. Let's move on to match two. Let's move on. So, what's the second match on the kickoff show that you have, Doc? Uh, I have a Raw Tag Team Championship Fatal Four Way match. Okay. Um, I have Bobby Roode and Chad Gable defeating the Revival, Ricochet and Black, and Heavy Machinery. Oh, I think will work their way into this match. Okay. Um, I like having four teams in this match because a lot of stories can be developed from here. I'm also okay with this match being like an elimination tag team match too. Um, that way you can have someone like uh, the revive, like the heavy machinery cost a revival, and okay. then that'll be heavy machinery. So say heavy machinery costs a revival who comes in this match as champions, right? Mm-hmm. So now heavy machinery pin the tag champions. Eventually, they go down to Root and Gable. So now they have a, a, a argument. Well, we beat the then champions in the match. So that should give us a chance for a tag title. And we were the last team to go down to Root and Gable. So that should give us a chance of a tag title. And then Root and Gable can pin Ricochet and Black at some point. And that eventually they'll wind up winning. So, And then Ricochet and Black have an argument to go back at Root and Gable. You can just have a match between them and the Revival because why the fuck not? You know? Right. So that. I think a lot of stories can be developed from here to help give the raw tag division like it's got some like spark. It's got like some glimmers of life finally. Mm-hmm. So let's get four teams in WrestleMania in front of a sold out crowd and give them a chance. And four entertaining teams. Like I like all four of those teams. It's really interesting because I have such a different take on the tag team division, which I'll get to when we go into the main roster. Oh, I'm sorry, the the main card. Um, okay. So, so what's your uh, what's your second match? Well, my second match, uh, I had the cruiserweight title tournament finals, where I had uh, Tony Nice coming out victorious and winning the uh, the tournament that is being held currently, and he's going to face Buddy Murphy at WrestleMania, uh, and Buddy Murphy would retain. There was really not much booking involved in that. I just think Tony Nese has not had an opportunity to shine, and he's a fucking great worker. So, hey, put, have him have a WrestleMania moment and put him in a uh, in a clinic with Buddy Murphy. 
So, uh, how bad would it be if I decided to completely forget about the cruiserweight title classic match and bump it from the card and have the finals be on Monday Night Raw the next night? I mean, having it on is Raw, that, I guess, is better than having it on the kickoff show. You know what? <laughs> I, I, you know, I did it. I, I, I completely forgot about it because it's forgettable. And I'm going to go evil Vince here and and pull the Kofi card on him and say, hey, you're getting pulled from Mania and you're demoted to Raw. Fuck you, Cruiserweight Classic. Okay. I, I, I just, I just, I, I, I want, 205 could be more. You know my complaints of 205, they just don't have the right guys there. I think if you had the right guys there, it would be, I would watch it more. Yeah. And I told you who those right guys are, Adam Cole, Ricochet, and have it be separate from stories. Just have it be like a wrestling show. But, right. Uh yeah, we, we, we've had our, another our talks about 205 Live, so but I, I don't see it going anywhere at this point. So with the small roster they have, this is, I don't know, this is what I thought up what might happen. I, I, I honestly think we might see Tony Nese have a, have a good match at WrestleMania if he, if he wins this tournament. But I'm with you, man. Sure. It, sure. It, 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 it's forgettable, unfortunately. Sure. Yeah, which third match? What's, what's opening the main card? Yeah, so I was going to say, is your third match opening the main card? My third match is opening the main right, card. cool. So is mine. So my third match and the opening match of the main card is a tag team title unification open. <laughs> this is going to involve four teams from Raw and four teams from SmackDown. And the winning team is going to unify the Raw and SmackDown tag team titles to be the world tag team champions. So, All right, man. I, I can get into this. What do you got? Now, this match is going to be a la Cruiserweight Open from WrestleMania 20, which myself and Doc will be talking about in a few weeks when we cover WrestleMania 20 on Kayfabe Classics. There was a Cruiserweight Open match where it was essentially a gauntlet match. But every superstar was surrounding the ring. Two right. two superstars mm-hmm. start. When one person gets pinned, the next person runs in the ring and they go. So that's how this match is going to be set up. So, uh, and I started to get this idea even before Raw and SmackDown. But watching Raw with uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, Aleister Black and Ricochet and The Revival. And then seeing SmackDown with the Hardy Boys... Um, Nakamura and Rusev, uh, they were just all these other all these teams were out there. So the four teams that I picked from Raw was Revival because they're the current Raw Tag Team Champions, Ricochet and Aleister Black, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, and Heavy Machinery. From SmackDown, I have the current SmackDown Champions, the Usos, the Bar, the Hardy Boys, and Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev. Uh, while I think this would be a fucking awesome, some awesome matchups we get to see in here, uh, I can see Ricochet and Aleister Black coming out and being the first ever WWE World Tag Team Unified Champions, or however the hell they want to call it. 
Maybe, yeah, like if you if you're looking at that, it's like a beginning of an era type thing right there. Yeah, new belts, new situation, so new guys. That's just a mm-hmm. smart move. Yeah, you know, I get so, that. Um, I do like that our your raw teams were the same four raw teams I had for my match. So we match. Were, yes. So we have them. We have the same teams in the picture. We just yep. have different ideas for booking on how it's going to happen. Yeah, I right. mean, uh, I've been saying it. I think uh, the tag division needs to be unified at this point because there's not enough um i don't want to use the words good and bad but uh i guess i could say top tier lower tier talent on raw and there's there's not a good ratio of good to top to bottom tier talent on smackdown so just put them all together and you'll start finding new matchups fresh matchups you'll get to start finding some new chemistry between their different talents so I think that's what they need to do is unify the tag team titles and just have the tag titles travel amongst the brands just like the women's tag team titles do. Yeah, I don't... This is another reason... Let me rephrase. This is another reason why you like the women need their own show so we can have more time for the tag teams. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in WrestleMania season, you know, you got guys like Triple H. He's, in, he's on TV every week now. So that's taking up a lot of time because you know what well, it's Triple H. That's cool. Yeah, I understand it. You know, so there's a there's just it's a struggle for time. So if you created more time, people would be able to people would be able to get a better chance to build some good feuds. And I don't think you would need to unify the tag team titles. Right. Well, and I hold out hope for that one day. That's I, I still vote to unify them. That's uh, yeah, no, dude. That's what it's a I cool do. Scenario. And, and my WWE universe on 2K19, I unified the tag titles. And I, like I, and I unified the women's titles, and I got rid of 205 Live. And there's one Cruiserweight title that travels amongst the brands. No, so I think you did. That's yeah, my I think WWE it's cool. universe. I like, I like the thought. I think you're in a good place. Oh, I know I my am. Opening, yeah, my opening <laughs> match. You start this off with a bang. Okay. First, first WrestleMania comes on the air. First thing that hits, I'm gonna get a lot of feedback. John Cena's music. Oh my god. John Cena, who is firmly established as a, as an overface with W with wrestling fans now. Of course. That's just called as it is. Music hits, freaking New York City, place goes freaking nuts. John Cena comes out. You know, he's he's in the midst of this awesome feud with United States champion Samoa Joe. Uh, this is a perfect way for Joe to build on this momentum. Um, Joe won. Something tells me our truth is going to bring John Cena into this somehow with all that he's been teasing John Cena so much in his character. Right. Um, truth and Cena, you know, it's <laughs> truth and Cena have an interesting history together <laughs> on screen history. But if I'm not mistaken. I think they're, they're pretty tight backstage. Right. Um, so I think that's where we're just going. I think Cena comes and eventually he challenges Samoa Joe for the United States title. Um, smart. It gets Cena involved. Cena brings eyes to the product. We want a lot of eyes in this mania with the women's title main event. Mm-hmm. So let's get the crowd hot right away. Bring Cena out. But Joe's going to come in super strong, too. Joe is not your traditional heel. He's the Becky Lynch type heel where... The fans are really enjoying seeing Samoa Joe. He's United States champion. So and it's going to be a good moment for, I think both guys are going to get a good reaction. I think everybody's going to be looking forward to a good match. And it's going to be a great win for Samoa Joe's career. 
to beat John Cena at WrestleMania. Dude, hands down, that that would be the match of Joe, of Samoa Joe's career in WWE, That's, especially like to ha- to get the rub from someone like John Cena is huge. Um, and yeah, and John Cena should be giving Samoa Joe the rub. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Joe versus John is a WrestleMania match right there, with or without a title. Right. But it's a lot better with the title. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, I don't even have John Cena at my WrestleMania. Him and Dolph, wow. Ziggler, him and Dolph Ziggler are hanging out, talking about Nikki Bella, and they're, uh, they're, they're watching on the WWE Network. I didn't pick, like, all my participants for the Battle Royal, but I'm sure Dolph Ziggler was in it. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Like, if I was, like, at Rutgers WrestleMania, I'd be like, I got my Final Four, and I just look around, like, you're in the Royal, you're in the Royal, you're in the Battle Royal, you, you, you. All right, get out there. Yeah. <laughs> is uh, it terrible? All right. That's essentially so that's, what it is, that's, unfortunately. That's, that's how I'm opening the main card, though. Okay. Huge moment for John. My, my U.S. title picture is very different from where you're going, but I'll get to that later in the card. So, what is your fourth match at WrestleMania, the second match in the main card? Right after that, um, I keep the big veteran names in, uh, and, I, and I have a reason for it, because this is something that's going to develop over the night. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it, the Rumble, how the Becky story developed throughout the night. I it was pretty cool, and I, I, I'd like to see more of that on pay-per-views. I think it makes pay-per-views more interesting mm-hmm. um, when you can do that well. And I see... This match being the beginning of something that lasts throughout the night, okay? And you have to roll me on this. Okay. This is going to be a swerve for you because I just add this to my notes. Okay. I can't wait. <laughs> I have Randy Orton over AJ Styles in an absolutely brutal match. Like a brutal, bloody, no DQ match. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like Randy called the Mount of SmackDown last week. AJ comes out on fire. They just start beating the holy hell out of each other wherever they see each other, turn this into a real blood feud, have a no DQ match or a street fight or some sort of match like that. Randy wins. It's it's brutal. AJ's bloody. You think AJ is done for 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 weeks, you know? That's how I have it going. Uh at match six, I'll conclude this. Well, my match four was the same exact match. AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Um, I see it playing out very similar. Bloody as hell. uh, All out war. And I... So you mentioned you could see this going throughout the night. Do you think that they would come back to this story later on in the night? I'm coming coming back to this. In match six, I'm coming back to this. Okay. So as of now, you don't have a winner yet. No, 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 no. Randy Orton wins. You did have Randy. Randy Orton wins the match. Gotcha. Randy wins the match, just a bloody match, and AJ's like stretchered off, you know, mm-hmm. like his wife's sitting at ringside crying, like really freaking selling this shit. Okay. 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 All right. That's that's how you have to do this. Okay. Okay. Hey, man, I'm on the same page. I had Randy Orton winning also because I feel like this is an opportunity to really uh, let Randy Orton shine as that big heel character that could be that could fit right back into the main event scene. Uh, and I, I think at this point we could start putting him back to the main event scene later on after WrestleMania, and this would be a good way to get him up there, especially now that Samoa Joe is in the mid-card. Let's get a different uh, right. bad heel, brutal, vicious heel like the Viper, Randy Orton. This would be yeah. a way to have him go over on AJ Styles and then 
get him back to the main event scene down the road. In, in order for this to work, what I have in mind, Randy Orton has to be the the those vicious Randy Orton and Randy Orton can be. Yes. Like, okay. Le, like the the legend killer, Randy Orton. Okay, so I said that's gonna resolve itself in match six. So okay. my 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 in between, okay, mm-hmm. is in match five is the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Okay. Okay. I have Asuka defeating Lacey Evans. I think all these Lacey Evans things are leading to something. I think she probably makes her presence known at the SmackDown after Fastlane. Maybe she finally does something. Asuka. Obviously, it, we're having a hard time finding challengers for Oscar right now. Right. Um, you know, that's going to resolve itself after the shakeup. I know it will. But this is going to be like the tease. Oscar is going to beat Lacey, and it's going to be a squash-like match, like really, really quick, like less than two minutes. Oscar's going to make her tap out, you know, because these Lacey Evans things are stupid. It's not getting over. Let's have her get squashed and try again. I don't know, okay. man. I'm I'm really into the Lacey Evans uh, walking out now, walking back behind the curtain. Uh, the more I watch it, and the fact that you see her on every Raw and every SmackDown, I'm 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 into it, man. I like it. I really like what they're doing with her. And, and I I think I'm I'm noticing too when it happens and during what segments, and I'm like, okay, this is being strategically done, and I I could see where this is going. I like it. All right, you know. Again, anyway, that, that's hey man, we're entitled to our opinions, but I I like it. Don't know if it's going to go the way I think it's going to go though. Okay, after the match, Oscar just snaps and turns heel and beats the holy hell out of Evans. Like just keeps beating her and beating her. Okay, okay? and then all of a sudden Ember Moon returns and mm-hmm. runs to the rain. Boom. Give it to me right now, okay? That's a big moment. It's going to make everybody forget about what happened with Randy and AJ, which is really important right. after match six, okay? So, and that's going to be a huge moment, and then that's going to go on SmackDown. Asuka's going to do this heel promo, saying, no one gives giving me a shot. I haven't had any, no one even wants to challenge me. You guys are all soft. You're almost like a, like a, what Ronda did on, uh, on Raw, but like in Japanese. I dig Does that it. make sense? I dig okay. it, yeah. And then okay. that's going to lead to Oscar Ember on, on on SmackDown. All right, interesting. Cool. My yeah. all right. Well, I'll, I'm not going to get into my SmackDown Women's Title picture until later in the card. But my right. fifth match is the United States Title match. It's a five man ladder match. It's going to be Samoa Joe, who is the current champion, defending against r Truth, Rey Mysterio, Andrade, and Mustafa Ali. Samoa Joe's going to retain. I didn't really have any booking plans for this post-WrestleMania. Um, I just foresee this being a multi-man match with the participants they've had in it. And throw Mustafa Ali in. Why not? Because he's a high flyer. It's a ladder match. He has nothing else. Uh, and he already has an ongoing feud with Samoa Joe. So it makes sense to put him in, a ma- in the match too. Uh, but I still R- think... This is. I think Samoa Joe is going to have a decent run with this mid card title, and it's really awesome to see Samoa Joe with some gold around his waist now too. Well, I should say over his shoulder. Run, run me. Who were those? Who were those? Um, those five. It was Samoa yeah. Joe, Art yeah. Truth, uh, Rey Mysterio, Andrade, and Mustafa Ali. 
Truth and Ali would be in my would be in my Andre the Giant Battle Royal. I got nothing for them at Mania. Okay, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what is your sixth match? Okay, my sixth match is Batista Triple H. Okay. Okay. It's obviously it's obviously yeah it's it's I'm trying to just space out the big matches like I had John Cena open the show Mm -hmm. now three matches later I have Triple H okay right I have John Cena and Orton open the show take a match off with some new talent then I got I got Triple H Batista okay here we go Batista beats Triple H okay okay. Once again, after the match, Batista and Tri- Batista they go to shake hands. They do the handshake. Batista turns on Triple H. Okay, they have another fight. I have a lot of I have a lot of like post fight scripted stuff going on here for this mania. I want the audience interested and engaged the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, I want every moment to matter at WrestleMania. I feel like you don't get that, and that's something that's been different from the Attitude Era. Every moment mattered at WrestleMania. I want every moment to matter at this mania because I'm going to be there. <laughs> so, Batista, Batista turns on Triple H. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Orton comes out. Orton joins Batista. Okay, Orton's oh, beating the crap out of Batista. Okay. Orton's beat. All of a sudden. So not being the crap out of Batista, being the crap out of Triple H. Orange being Triple H. I'm sorry, being Triple H. So the Batista and Orin are pounding Triple H. All of a sudden, lights go down. AJ's music comes on. AJ and Ric Flair come down to the ring and they save Triple H. And AJ aligns himself with the McMahons and Ric Flair. And that's where wow. AJ goes in 20, 2019. Wow. So that would be heel AJ. Uh, is or, it, or is it, or is it face Triple H and face the face? Triple H is a face right now. Steph is somewhere in the middle. Oh. Vince is a heel. Shane's a face. Shane's a face. So all the McMahon's like right now. If you're, I'm talking like, and I'm talking the more Triple H side of the McMahon family. Right. But he gets himself in the McMahon family fold. The McMahon family, you know. Right. Clusterfuck. <laughs> the Illuminati. That's where I, yeah, and that's where I see AJ going. And and Ric Flair's when Ric Flair gets a moment, he comes in and he throws a couple punches. Doesn't take any crazy bumps, you know. Just right. throws a couple punches, does some woos, you know. Elbow so, drops the mat. And that's now you're in match six, and the place is buzzing, dude. Yeah, dude. That that's huge. Um, that's an awesome after match. Uh, little segment too with eight. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, that's the end, and that's the end of my after match segments for a while. Okay, I yeah, have that's Batista, three straight matches, but after yeah, it's I two have straight that after match matches. also, but I have Batista and Triple H later on in the card. My, okay, cool. My sixth match is the women's tag team titles. Now I mentioned on episode sixteen that I think this is going to end up being a fun match. And a passing of the torch, if you will, um, in this match. So this is a fatal four-way match. It's going to be Sasha and Bailey mm-hmm. versus Trish, a returning Trish Stratus and Lita versus the Sky Pirates, Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane from NXT versus Nia Jax and Tamina. I think 
those four teams on paper could make for a very good spectacle at WrestleMania. Um, with, with Sasha and Bailey still coming out victorious and retaining the titles. Right. I, th- I think part of the shakeup is going to affect the status of Trish Stratus and Lita with the company for a bit. Like, okay. I think part of the shakeup is going to be, okay, we got to maybe, maybe let's hold off on some of the veteran talent for a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we'll see them again. Like, they can wrestle next year still. Right. Like, it's not like, they, yeah, they're not full time, but they'll still be able to go next year, Trish and Lita. I think now is not the right time. I think it's, I think it's time to have newer talent. It's funny because my seventh match is the women's tag team title match. Okay. So this transition actually works out pretty well. Um, I want to see Bailey and Banks, who I've also have winning. I want to see them, and I just, I just want to see, I want to see them defeat the Iconics, Naomi and Carmella, and the Riot Squad in a fatal four-way. Ooh, I like that. Okay, and then this isn't a post-match beatdown, but after this, when the match ends, Mandy Rose who the night before or Friday before takeover wins the women's battle Royals at the end of women's battle Royals should be on takeover. She'll open takeover. Mandy Rose wins that. And then she, her and Sonia, she has her, whatever she gets for winning it. She stands over the trophy and they stare down Bailey and banks. And that's the next feud for the women's tag titles. No okay. attack, just a stare down quick segment. Nothing crazy. Right. Yeah. Right. But it's just something like, Okay, watch Raw tomorrow, watch SmackDown this week because this is what's coming. Right. You know, okay. I something like that. Yeah. I dig it. My seventh match is uh, Shane McMahon versus The Miz. Uh, okay. with, with The Miz winning, I think we've already talked about the whole setup for this with them versus the Usos this week in the fast lane. I think they're going to uh, lose. Usos are going to retain. Uh, it's going to be because the, it's going to be The Miz's fault. Shane's going to attack Miz. It's Miz's hometown. Mrs. Dad is in the front row, so the story writes itself, and I think this is going to be the Mrs. first ever babyface win. Yeah, I mean, I have that match. I just don't have. I'll get to it. Okay, but we're pretty. Um, we're pretty much in the same ballpark. All right. So my yeah. eighth match, my next match is the Intercontinental Title match. It's going to be held in a cage. It's going to be the demon, Finn Balor, defending the Intercontinental title in a cage against Drew McIntyre. Now, why is it in a cage, you ask, Doc? Well, let me tell you. It's because (laughs) every week leading up to this, people like Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, Kurt Angle, and Braun Strowman keep interfering in their matches. So in order to keep the outsiders out... We're going to build a cage around the ring. Um, I think a cage match is something we haven't seen in a very long time. And I think putting these two in a cage could be a great fucking match. Uh, yeah, I agree. I I wouldn't... Okay, so I could see this match happening, but later on in the year, right? Okay. Did... It was Finn, Finn and, and Lashley, right? You said, right? No, Finn and Drew McIntyre. Finn and Drew. Yes. Finn and Drew. Oh, oh, I, I misheard you in the beginning. My apologies. Okay. 
deny him on a completely different planet from you with Drew McIntyre. I, I figured. I, I think you want him in the title picture somehow. Yeah, um, and, I'll, and I'll explain it to you when I when I get to later in the right. card. I do have Finn retaining the Intercontinental Championship as the I demon. Have, I have Finn retaining it as the yes. demon as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I and and I also have my Intercontinental Championship match eighth also. Okay. And the eighth and ninth and tenth match of my card are what I'm considering my hardcore extreme portion of the night. Okay. Okay. For for that fan to appease the fan who enjoys the real hard the real the gimmick matches. Okay. Okay. So, okay. My so inter- well, why don't you run down eight, nine, and ten real quick, and then I'll do. You want me to do that? Yeah, do all three, and then I'll do my three. And, sure. And, and then we can compare the uh, the flow of the matches. Okay. So my eighth is an intercontinental championship ladder match. It's okay. gonna have a lot of men. Okay. Yep. Finn retains over Lashley, Strowman, Leo Rush, Elias, Dean Ambrose, and Baron Corbin. Wow. Yeah. Leo lot can of, do some crazy shit with some ladders, man. I, I feel like the Raw mid-card's got a lot of really guys working really good right now. So yeah. let's get them all in there. Fuck it, man. <laughs> I mean, why let's get them in there and give them a ladder match. I mean, yeah. that's, that's what so, I did with the U.S. title. So. Right. So I feel like at the end of the day, Leo's going to cost Bobby the match. And then the next night on Raw, they're going to break up. But, okay. but then on that same night on Raw, Rush wins a number one contenders match from all the losers nice. in the match the night before. And that keeps the feud with Balor going and keeps Lashley in a feud with Balor. And it gives them one more chance to blow off their ma- their, their feud. And Ambrose is written off TV in this match with an injury in the latter match. Gotcha. So he won't be on the match the next night on Raw. Okay. Got it. Yeah. This will be our last appearance of Dean. Okay. I think the Shield is done after this weekend, so. Okay. Well, what's your ninth mm-hmm. match? My ninth match is going to be the, the Miz and Shane, but it's going to be a no DQ style match or street fight because it's Shane McMahon. And <laughs> so the Miz is going to be Shane. It's going to be your normal Shane street fight thing. Nothing crazy, okay? Miz wins. Crowd, crowd's happy. We move on. Story writes itself. Right. My tenth match is my passing of the torch moment of the night. Um, I don't understand. There's only one reason to bring parties back, and that's for them to put the Usos over at WrestleMania in a TLC match. Oh, that that makes sense. I mean, my my plan for the tag titles is, is a pipe dream, um, but I think what you just said makes the most sense now that I think about it. You know, because what, what's the Usos' big thing is they don't have WrestleMania moments. It took them all these years to get to a WrestleMania. Right. I think those Now are you're smack dab. Yeah. Here you are. Smack dab in the middle. Smack dab, 10th match in the middle of the card, prime real estate. Steals. Give it to me. Boom. Perfect. Yeah. Right. I dig it. Well, my 8, 9, and 10 matches flow very differently than yours. So as I mentioned, my eighth match was the IC title cage match. Demon Finn versus Drew. Demon Finn retains. My ninth match is the SmackDown Women's Championship match defended in a triple threat match. I look at it this way. I think the next two contenders are Mandy Rose and Lacey Evans. I don't think either talent is polished enough to put on an Asuka-style an Asuka-level match 
one-on-one. So let's make a let's make a spectacle of it at Mania, and let's have Oscar face both Mandy Rose and Lacey Evans. Because with that extra person, it allows the two uh, that are a little little less experienced in the ring opportunity to kind of get out of the ring, take a breather, and have them all kind of work off each other. And I think okay. that could be that could be an entertaining match. Do I think Asuka's going to retain? Oh, hell yes. She would yeah. retain. But I think that would be the best way to go. Only because, again, like, like we said, it feels like Asuka's in limbo. Okay, let's make the match then at Mania something a little bit more than just a one-on-one match with Lacey Evans, who no one really knows. Or one-on-one with Mandy, who people don't really know what to think about Mandy yet. So, you know, put them both in the match. Triple threat matches are cool. End of story. They are. I just don't want to see too many. Well, like, like I mentioned, yeah, I need some. I, I, I need some one-on-one matches in there too. I think WrestleMania is the prime opportunity to have multi-man matches and make it work. I think this is like the one time where you could fill up the car with multi-man matches and it would still work because it's fucking WrestleMania. You're not under a three-hour time constraint. It's like, hey, we guys, we got like six hours left of recording, so keep going, have fun. I think this is the prime time. <laughs> but anyway, so my 10th match, as I mentioned, we flowed very differently. My 10th match is the Women's Battle Royal. <laughs> with, with the winner getting a title opportunity of their choosing, similar to Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble gets you a WrestleMania main event. This gets you a title opportunity of your choosing, which is similar to the Money in the Bank thing. I know that. This was, a, this was what I thought up. I haven't thought about the booking of that compared to Money in the Bank yet, but that's, this is Bones Mania. It's not like it's going to happen. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I, again, had 20 participants, and the 20 participants I had in this battle royal are Alexa Bliss. Uh, I did have Alicia Fox listed, but I may, I may have to uh, uh, substitute her with somebody else. Uh, with the current events that we talked about on the last episode. Uh, then we have Billy Kay, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Ember Moon, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, Sonya Deville, Maria Kanellis, Mickey James, Naomi, Natalia, Nikki Cross, Peyton Royce, Zelina Vega, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, and Mia Yim are the NXT call-ups to show up in this battle royal. You know what that sounds like? What? That sounds like something that should kick off TakeOver on the Friday night. Ooh, I see what you did there. Um, so in this match, my final four are Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Ruby Riot, and Ember Moon. And the winners, that's right, winners that I chose are... Both Ruby Riot and Ember Moon, because they had a Lex Luger Bret Hart moment where both of their feet hit the ground, and they both want to get their hands on Asuka. Uh, we've talked about both of these talents moving over to SmackDown, so let them win the Battle Royal at Mania, and then okay. during the shakeup two weeks later, now you take. The Riot Squad and Ember Moon and move them over to SmackDown because they both right. they both said we want Oscar. 
that, I, that that's sensible. It's sensible booking. It's not what I would do, but it's sensible. Right. Booking. And again, we're going from one triple threat match to another triple threat match, essentially in the same night for the same title. But you know, uh, it, it's really hard. I mean, you know me and Ruby Riot. I want Ruby Riot to get an opportunity like this, where she wins a battle royal or a tournament or something to get an opportunity. I want her to earn an opportunity. And we both know that Ember Moon versus Asuka is a classic waiting to happen. So that's my 8, 9, and 10. Now we're going to get into my final four, which is my four main events. So match 11 for me is going to be the WWE Championship match. It's going to be defended in a triple threat match. I know you hate those triple threat matches. Um, This is where we're going to see Daniel Bryan defending against both Kevin Owens and Kofi Kingston. Now, I have Kofi Kingston winning by getting the pin on Kevin Owens. But this was not a clean match, and it's all thanks to an interference from a returning Sami Zayn who costs Kevin Owens the win. When KO is about to pin Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn interferes. Daniel Bryan rolls out of the ring. KO is knocked out from a halluva kick. Kofi Kingston does, uh, KO gets up, Kingston does the Trouble in Paradise, and pins him one, two, three. Wow. And that okay. is the start of my, my, my main events at WrestleMania. Wow. Okay, so that is my first main event title match also. Okay. I have it going. I have the same competitors, and I have it going way different. I don't have Kofi winning. Interesting. Wait, uh, you have it. As, I, you have it as a triple threat still. Yeah, I, I oh. made it a triple threat. I made an edit. I made it a triple threat. Okay. I decided to. Add, I first I was just going to do DB and Kofi, and then I decided to add KO in it. That was a last second addition by me. Did I make because a belief rat of you? I made a belief rat no, of you. No, I think after talking about it on our, our OG episode on 16 today, mm-hmm. like I said, like you know what? Kevin's going to do what he needs to do to deserve to be in the title match in Mania. I don't have Sami Zayn coming back. I do have a return in this match, though. <laughs> well, let me um, guess. So, Luke Harper. No. Who? You're close, though. Bray? Yeah. What I have happening in this match is Kofi is about ready to get the win. Uh, um, KO has been is out of the match. They took him out of it. Somehow he got he became the, he's the guy that went through the table. KO, okay. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> match good out. Kofi's about to hit DB for the win. Um, Rowan's been uninvolved. Owens takes Rowan out earlier in the match because okay. I think Owens and Rowan are gonna are gonna have a little sub semi sub feud for a bit, um, and then just as Kofi, it's Trouble in Paradise. Lights go out. Lights come on. Harry Wyatt, Sister Abigail, Daniel Bryan, in place. It explodes in booze. I can imagine. Explodes. Oh, my God. And it's full circle. Can you imagine four years ago if, like, we were at WrestleMania? Say we were at or five years ago, we were at WrestleMania 30. Could you imagine a place exploding in booze at Daniel Bryan? Daniel Bryan is oh so God. great. I want to see this come full circle. Right. This is how you make this come full circle. <laughs> Ray Wyatt joins up with Rowan and Daniel Bryan. They become their own faction. Mm-hmm. And... It's not the it's 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 not the Wyatt fan. Bray Wyatt can still be like kind of weird and 
and do his thing. Right. He's, I think he would meld well with what DB and Rowan are doing too. And it would give so like Rowan, Rowan's a little rough on the mic, so it would give Daniel Bryan someone else to spar with. Right. Much like, you know, Shawn Michaels had Triple H to spar with in DX. Like, right, right. Is Daniel Bryan a sparring partner? Like Bray Wyatt can have the type of promo and conversation that Daniel Bryan has. Right. So I think Bray Wyatt's going to come back and cost Kofi the match. And some, and then the, you know the they'll at some point the new day will have gotten taken out. Also, there's going to be mayhem. You know, there's going to be bodies lying everywhere. It's going to be an absolutely mayhem-filled match with some great wrestling, and Daniel Bryan winds up winning. What all said and along, along with Bray Wyatt, do we also have Randy Orton, Luke Harper, and Braun Strowman all helping him to take out the rest of the new day? No. I'm no, just putting the whole Wyatt family all. back together, man. I mean, no, might not, as well get every Wyatt family member. Absolutely not. Daniel Bryan this is not the Wyatt family. It's a completely different thing. You can be in. You can be in multiple stables. That's allowed. That is allowed. Yes, it's allowed. I think the more stables, the better. Um, and then this leads to a DB in the New Day. And I'm not. You know, Kofi can win the world title at some point this year. He can win the title. It, it's going like, to happen. At, you know, at Money in the Bank over Daniel Bryan. Yep. And then have and still have a big WrestleMania moment next year. Yeah, it could happen. They can they can blow off the feud at next year's Mania. Yeah. And that's where he can beat Daniel Bryan. He can either retain or beat Daniel Bryan or claim a vacated title or have a ladder match or something. Right. Yeah. This whole thing with Kofi is definitely still a slow burn. It's been eleven yes. years, but you know, people are are we're here for the ride. And so we're okay if it if it happens next year or not this year. I'm I, I'm okay so. if it does. I'm okay with that. All right, All right so I'm down to my last three matches. How many matches you got left? I'm down to my last four. I added a match. You added. All right. Because so, one of my one of my matches is a squash, so I added a match. Added. I felt like I was allowed to do that. Okay, that works. Um, I I'll do my my twelfth match real quick. This is one you already mentioned: Triple H versus Batista. Um, I just have Batista coming out victorious. I didn't really talk about how the win would happen. I just thought it was going to be a typical Batista, a typical Triple H match. You know, no, no real interference, just one-on-one. But Batista's going to come out victorious. There's going to be a lot more of this. I think this is also, I mean, I think Batista's going to feud with AJ throughout the year. I think that Batista and Triple H are probably going to face each other again at Mania next year. Okay. It's going to be a rematch. And gonna, it's going to blow off next year. Interesting. So yeah. what is your 12th match? My 12th match, and I want this at Mania, and I'm doing it, and I'm calling it. I don't care if it's on the pre-show at Fastlane on Saturday, on Sunday. Okay. Andrade and Rey Mysterio. One last, like, smaller match just to give the crowd a slight break before right. my freaking the onslaught I'm going to give you for a main, for the last, for the main event. Okay. okay. So this just, is a match. a one-on-one match. Okay. So one-on-one match okay Andrade beats Ray big great moment for Andrade doesn't have to be a good good, like eight to ten minute match you know Andrade wins it's gonna be awesome the next night on the next Tuesday on Smackdown Mysterio wins number one contenders match and gets himself into a program with Daniel Bryan and unfocused Daniel Bryan who is busy feuding with the New Day, drops the title to Mysterio on SmackDown. What? Mysterio then continues his program with Andrade, who just beat him at Mania, and eventually Andrade beats 
Mysterio for the what? title. And he does it with the help of the four guys who won the Battle Royal at the beginning of the night. He can do it at SummerSlam. He can do it at Money in the Bank. I don't care where. That's the beginning of it. Oh, my God, dude. I fucking love that. I love that booking. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> dude, I, I dig that, man. I like that a lot. That is That is some good booking. Oh, man. Well... My last two matches are the Universal title and then the Raw Women's title, which are matches that everyone already knows. The Universal title is Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. There's no secret to that. Um, I think everyone knows Seth Rollins is going to win. I don't. I really can't book on how he's going to win just yet until I see how the Shield looks this weekend at Fastlane. Um, and then my main event is the Raw Women's title match, Rousey versus Becky versus Charlotte. We've talked about this feud at nauseum at this point, and everyone knows that I want Becky Lynch to win. Yeah, and so I'm going to give you, here's like my swerve, and if you've noticed, I haven't mentioned Drew McIntyre or Roman Reigns' name tonight. I think after the match of Fastlane, it's going to lead to a number one contender match for the Universal Championship. It's my 13th match of the night. Okay. It's going to be Roman defeating Drew McIntyre. Okay. okay. Right after the match, Roman's just going to sit ringside right on the front of the commentary. He's going to wait. And then Seth's going to come down. And then Brock's going to come, da- come down. And they're going to see Roman and know that Roman's waiting. They're going to have their match. Okay. okay. Rollins is going to win. Okay. okay. Rollins is going to win. He's going to beat Lesnar. It's going to be clean. It's going to be a good match. After the match, Heyman comes in the ring. Reigns comes in the ring. Okay. Rollins looks at Heyman. He has a chair in his hand at this point. Looks at Reigns. Clocks Reigns. Leaves with Heyman. Rollins leaves with Heyman. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, dude. Talk about a swerve, man. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Roman gets his pop. Rollins gets a legit heel turn, some real heat. Ambrose is gone. The shield is done. This right. is where it needs to go. This is where it needs to go. I like that. I like that. You know what? And I have to say it. I like heel Seth Rollins better than babyface Seth Rollins. Oh, don't we all? You know, I, and then, I miss that that yeah. that cackling laugh he always had. I, I I like that character so much better. And do pairing him up. With, but here's the thing, though, with someone like Heyman, I mean, Heyman's just the best wrestler. If you're putting anyone with Heyman, then I mean, I know it's not always the case. Big Show, Cesaro, Curtis Axel, but um, someone like Seth Rollins already made a name for himself. Pairing him up with Paul Heyman is huge. But Seth's already good on the mic. Does he need someone like Heyman? It's just going to be something different and a chance for him to reinvent his character again for the positive and, de- and just organically develop his character. What's the next Seth for Seth? What is Seth? Seth wants to get to the top. Well, who's been at the top forever now? Brock Lesnar. Who's in charge of Brock Lesnar's career? Paul Heyman. And you know who's what? going to US? Who's going to USC and leaving WWE? Right. Brock but Lesnar. You know what? Who wants Paul Heyman's services? Seth Rollins. Let's take that further now. Remember back in the day with Bobby the Brain Heenan? He had the Heenan family. He just managed a bunch of people. I want Paul Heenan yeah. to be our modern-day 
brain and have him just manage a bunch of people, have him have the, the Heyman family, or that you can call him the Heyman guys. He's had he's essentially had it before for a small time. Yeah. Uh, short That'd be time. Cool. You know? That'd be cool. And Seth could be the you, main guy on that in that group. Dude, now we're in a world where Heyman's with Seth. AJ is with AJ's with Triple H and the McMahons and Flair. So many possibilities, dude. That's so many possibilities. And of course, my main event is the women's championship match with, by the way, my fire filled WrestleMania. We haven't even gotten to Becky Lynch yet. And of course, Becky wins Charlotte. Uh, Rousey gets written off TV. Like after the match, she tries to go apeshit on Becky, and Becky takes her out. And then maybe even Charlotte gets a few shots in, and she gets booed out of Giant Stadium, out of MetLife Stadium, Ronda. And that's how she gets written off TV. And then eventually. She comes, the horsewomen get called up, and then they bring Ronda back to TV sometime in 2020. Perfect ending. Perfect ending to this chapter of that feud. You know, I'm really starting to think more and more they are going to write Ronda off TV, but I don't think they're going to keep her off TV for that long. I think we can see her back uh, in time for Survivor Series later this year. Um, okay. To potentially right. build the four horsewomen match, but again, if she legitimately is leaving to go have a baby, then she's going to need more time off than just a few months. So right. it depends on what her situation is. But I could see only because of the heel turn we saw this past week. Week I could see the horsewomen coming up by this year's WrestleMania. What if next year's WrestleMania main event is like Becky Charlotte or the women's main event, and that's when Ronda and the horsewomen return at Mania? And, and next year's Mania and, and somehow get themselves involved with a Becky or Charlotte mm-hmm. match. I, I think, now, l- l- let's talk about that match real quick, the four horsewomen versus horsewomen match. Do you think that's more of a main event, I'm sorry, a WrestleMania match than a Survivor Series match? Yeah, probably. Well, nah, that could headline Survivor Series. That could anchor the, the main sale. So, yeah, Survivor Series needs a match like that to main event it. Right. Yeah, when the Survivor Series matches are done right, they're awesome. I think that one would be done right. Right, but I, I think that match is definitely a, a Mania style match. I mean, just none. Of you them could do it. Added. You could do it again. You could do you it could. at Mania too. But none of them can be holding a title because I think it'd be dumb to tie up any titles within this eight-woman tag match. You That's know. doable. That's it's easily doable. doable. But, I mean, if someone else should hold the title, at least maybe defend it that night or something. Just right, to tie of course. the titles up. But of course. Interesting, man. Uh, we have two... We have a lot of similar outlooks on things, but we, we definitely see things going a little bit differently. I do some mind fucks at you tonight, dude. Yeah, dude, talk about swerves, man. Like, I thought the tag team title unification thing was my my biggest swerve on my card. Uh, but hey, man, but listen, dude, this was fun, and I'm really interested to see now how, how close we are or how way off we are for what the actual card ends up being. Right. So, fam, thank you guys for tuning in to our bonus show. Uh, please keep in mind that all of our bonus shows and exclusive and extra content is going to soon be exclusive only to our Patreons starting on Monday, April 8th. That is the Monday after WrestleMania. So please go to patreon.com slash fourthwallwrestlecast to gain access to all of our exclusive content and bonus shows each and every week 
for a low monthly donation of $3 a month. We have $1, $5, and $10 tiers as well, so please go to patreon.com slash fourthwallwrestlecast and show your support by joining the fourth wall fan. Also, give us a follow, Twitter, Instagram, at fourthwallcast. Uh, buy our merch at represent.com. Search for WrestleAct Radio. Check out our mothership show, Fourth Wall WrestleCast, every Saturday on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. So, this was fun, Doc. I guess we'll say goodnight. Good night, baby. It's been fun tonight. Alright, I'll catch you later.